Live from the desert cities of Southern California, your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now, here's Todd Bianco. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. It is time for Bring a Trailer Picks and Discussions. Okay, let's get right into it. Last week, John, you picked a 1953 Dodge M37 truck. And basically, it was, we thought, Korean War vintage type of thing. Right. Uh, and it was beautifully... It came right off the set of MASH. Right. And it, but it was beautifully redone. I mean, it yeah. was really nicely done. Uh, it was bid to 10500 and it did not sell. So nobody got it. So they had a reserve. They obviously had a reserve on it. Yeah, I just don't know what it, you know. Who knows what it was? But uh, it, that that's a specialty interest car, though. I mean, there's not a lot of people who are enthusiasts who want to have one of those in their collection. Yeah. You know, it, it's usually a person who's collecting war, you know, war memorabilia, that kind of thing, or using it in a parade or a, you know a VFW station that you know wants to have it. So it's a very specialty interest type of car. It did not sell. Now, another one, you picked a sort of a weird one. This is sort of this Frankensteinian thing. It was a V8-powered Porsche a 914, 1974, and it was a, a Chevy 350 stuffed into this poor little car, uh, and uh, all, all sorts of work done. Uh, somebody spent a fortune on it, and it was really meant to take it to a racetrack. Uh, it, uh, but it sold, it did sell, for $11,000. $200. So somebody's going to put it in their garage and race it on the weekends because that is not a daily driver. No. New. No. I mean, it had everything stripped out from it, basically, uh, to make it lightweight and to make it, you know, raceable. Uh, because you have that big engine that's going to you know, have a lot of weight to it. All right. Uh, and those were, let's see, and what else? Did, did you have anything else? I can't remember. Those were the two I remember. Um, I had picked a 1972 Mercedes-Benz uh S, I mean, it's not an S. It was a 600. It was the limousine, uh, you know, the kind from Falcon Crest, the kind that all the dictators would drive in, you know, like Gaddafi used to drive in one of those things. And, right. you know, all those various, uh, very popular. But it's a really a wonderful car. It did sell for $90,000. So somebody's going to love that car and spend a lot of money fixing it. I also chose a 1979 BMW 320i 4-speed that only had 35,000 miles on it. It was in absolutely gorgeous condition with practically every option from the factory, including you know air conditioning and the AM, FM cassette, stereo, and uh, uh, Recaro seats. Again, very, very unusual to have all these options on the car, uh, and especially in this beautiful condition. It sold for... 32900 which was way more than it cost new. And it's, I think they said it was a record for bring a trailer for that kind of vintage BMW, you know, just, just a stock car. So that was a, that when I watched the, I watched the auction on that and they kept inching up. It was at, you know, 29, 29.5, then it broke 30. And of course, when they're doing this, you can see all the other people commenting, oh, we're past the 30,000 mark. Will it pass 40? Will it pass 40? And then it's like usually the same two or three people that are bidding on it. And, you know, each one 
waits till the last second basically to put another bid on it and what that does on bring a trailer it doesn't do this on ebay what that does on bring a trailer is it resets the clock for another two minutes so this thing keeps going on and on so you thought there were two minutes and it ends up being another 10 minutes because people just keep bidding and bidding and bidding well this thing finally got to 32.9 and that's where it stopped and that's where it sold uh, I also picked a 1987 BMW 530i 5-speed. Now, this is a car that somebody had put a lot of money into because they converted the car from an automatic to a 5-speed. And they had a very you know important BMW mechanic specialist do the work. So it was all you know kosher and very, very well done. It was in beautiful condition and really well preserved. Uh, but it only sold, it did sell, but it sold for $23,000. So my guess is that, that the, 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 uh, the five-speed swap probably cost the guy $23,000, and that's all I got for the car. But he did, uh, it did sell. And then the last one is going to be a little more surprising. I looked at the uh, 1976 Citroen uh, Mahari. It looked like a you know, like a, like a little pickup truck, sort of like a Volkswagen thing. It was basically tin and a tiny engine and, you know, like no top. There was a canvas stretched across the top. And it was looking like something that you would use like for a hotel to, to cart things around like luggage and stuff. Uh, it was painted lime green. It was, you know, it was nicely re, you know, redone and preserved. Right. It sold for twenty nine thousand five hundred dollars. Wow! Which is, I mean, this thing probably cost a thousand dollars new, if right. that. And yeah. apparently, I, I talked to my friend who is uh, French, and he says that these things were all over the the place in their time, and they were used a, a lot in Monaco for the luggage type of thing in the hotels. So they they had quite a few of those uh, around, and they were very popular at the time. But they were hmm. considered basically throwaway cars. They weren't considered, you know anything special they were just considered little workhorses and this one was i guess it was unique enough and rare enough that somebody decided to pay nearly thirty thousand dollars for it so that was quite an interesting little uh sale i was very surprised by that and i'm sure that the 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 seller was very happy because i know it 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 had a reserve but it had to you know it had to have blown past the reserve like a ten thousand and then it just kept going so it's, it's quite something. Yeah. Okay. So this week, uh, you had some interesting picks. And, and, I, and one of them is, uh, is sort of like it has a soft spot in my heart. And this is a 1976 Triumph TR6 with overdrive. So it's a, I learned to drive a stick shift on this kind of car exactly probably almost this year. Uh, but it was red. Uh, this one's sort of a root beer color. Uh, let's see. It says that the this uh, 76 Triumph TR6 is a late production example that is said to have been refurbished in the late 90s and it was acquired by the seller in 2002. The car is finished in brown over tan and powers from a 2.5 liter inline six mated to a four-speed manual transmission with overdrive. Uh, the seller performed service including a rebuilt slave uh, cylinder. It's for the for the uh, for the brake, uh, and a and a or it's for the brake or the clutch, it's the clutch, and a new uh, vacuum advance in nine in 2019. Uh, this TR6 was listed and bring a trailer in July of 2019, and they're selling it now. So they've had it just about a year, and now they're tired of it and want to get rid of it. Uh, 
there's really nothing wrong with it but these people but a lot of people just like to trade cards because they want something different you know they just get tired of one thing and want something else um, the car with see the car was finished if what else does it has it has little chips and dents in it not dents it has little chips in the paint but the wheels are beautiful on it uh, the tan mohair convertible top uh, beneath stores beneath a vinyl boot uh, when it's lowered it, they had painted 15 inch wheels yeah, I uh, think this would be my first mohair car yeah I, I've never I haven't seen too many cars with mohair tops but I love the I love the wood steering wheel and the wood uh, uh, gear shift lever uh, you know the knob on the gear shift I think it looks just terrific uh, how many miles are on this thing it said it was 79,000 miles shown but uh, total miles unknown so it's probably flipped over at least once uh, but it has been you know lovingly cared for it's you know it's very nice I love the, again the wood steering wheel the wood gear shift knob the and the, and the wood dash uh, our classic British motoring I really like it I think it's a terrific little car and they're very very fun to drive uh, I learned uh, to drive on one of these as I said it was I, I mean I probably nearly you know gave the guy a heart attack as I was driving it but we went to a, a local community co- community college that had hills and so I was le- I was taught how to start on a hill and it is not easy it's a lot easier with a car like this because it has a parking brake and you can release the parking brake as you let the clutch out so you don't have to pop the clutch. But uh, starting a manual car on a steep hill is not easy. Uh, even to this day, I have a trouble with it. Although uh, some of the newer um, newer ones, there aren't that many anymore, but some of the newer uh, transmissions uh, have a hold feature so you don't roll back on that. But there's so few... Uh, manual transmissions anymore uh, you, you don't you just don't see it yeah now, now now here's another one johnny you have a thing for the military don't you is i mean is it really just I military know. You know, i keep looking at these vehicles and i'm like well that would look good in a parade for the radio station yeah so this is a 1982 styre pook pinsgauer pinsgauer Pinsgauer? I don't know, something German. Yeah, it's a it's a 712M. Uh, let's see, is a six-wheel drive mm, a troop carrier variant of their high mobility a high mobility all-terrain vehicle that is powered by an air-cooled 2.5 liter 4 made into a five-speed manual transaxle with three locking differentials. Jesus, that's a, that's a lot. Uh, this vehicle was reportedly used by the Swiss Army before being imported to the U.S. in 2011. Uh, modifications include... Uh, uh, Petronics electronic ignition module, a heavy-duty Mercedes-Benz starter, and a 12-volt auxiliary power circuit. Uh, this Pinsgauer is offered with tools. A serv- you probably have to have a tool set that's special for it. Service manuals, partial records, and Pennsylvania title. Uh, so it is a troop carrier, and it it you know it has canvas that rolls up on the side and you know you can hunker it you know you can flip it down and it has uh, windows on the side that are plastic and it you know so the people can see out if you're inside of it um 
So, you know, you could put people in it and roll those, you know, roll the side canvases up and have this whole thing uh, in a parade. You could see that. So, uh, but the sellers had it for nine years and he only put 3,000 kilometers on it, which is, you know, not even, you know, barely 2,000 miles. Uh, so he didn't drive it a lot. I don't, they don't say what he used it for, but uh, the vinyl upholstery looks like it's in great condition. I mean, it's not ripped, uh, but this thing can, it cannot go fast. This thing is, can't possibly be a, a quick car with a 2.5 liter air-cooled engine this thing has to weigh thousands and thousands of pounds at least yeah. at least seven or eight ten seven to ten thousand pounds so it's a it's a pretty uh, hefty hefty car yes it is yes now this this could you could replace the canvas have with a bench seat or two yeah, they what? It has a bench seat or it, two. It does. It has. And when lots I say of, bench seat, I mean bench seat. A long bench seat, but this you could replace the canvas with banners. You know that. So, yeah. You know that that could be the case, or you could have it folded down from the from the side. I I could see this, uh, and you know as again as it, it it would work as a parade vehicle. It just wouldn't go very fast. Uh, it, it's just it's just not going to. Yeah. Now, in in the next segment, we're uh, I'm, we're going to talk about my picks, and one of the ones that we're going to talk about is this uh, Lamborghini Mura, which I have always thought is the prettiest car ever made. And some people, you know, there's other people that agree with me that this is it is quintessential Italian sports car. It is gorgeous. And we're going to talk about that uh, when we come back. Uh, but this is Todd Bianco. I'm here with John McMullen. This is uh, All Revved Up. And by the way, John, aren't we going to be going to podcast? We are. And we'll talk about that in this hour as well. Okay. So that, that will be coming next on that. And we will be uh, back after this break. from the desert cities of Southern California. Your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now here's Todd Bianco. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMillan. Hello, John. Todd. And we have one exciting car that's showing up on Bring a Trailer that is really unique and absolutely stunning, and it is going to break records. And it's priced to... Well, give you a heart well it's, it's okay. This I is, mean, it's bid at. Yes, the nineteen. It's a nineteen sixty eight Lamborghini Muria P four hundred, uh, and it uh, ends. It's a it's a premium listing, and a premium listing on Bring a Trailer means it gets uh, extra features and uh, pictures are better and all those kinds of things, and and it's expected to bring money, you know, big money. Well, the first 
the first bid was like 700,000 and now it's up to 800,000, 802,000 uh, right now and it's got nine days left to go. Uh, so let's just talk about what this is. This is a 1960 Lamborghini Miria is one of approximately 750 total examples built between 1966 and 1973. Wow. Yeah. And as an early P400 model, and they give you the chassis number, it was completed on March 6, 1968, and sold new in Italy, and reportedly spent time with a long-term owner in California before being acquired by a Mark specialist uh, in, uh, where is it? It's in uh, British Columbia. Uh, the current owner purchased the car from uh, from that specialist and, and commissioned a two-year restoration, a two-year restoration, including repainting the Bertone styled uh, aluminum body in Verde Muria and I mean if you've never seen lime green this is lime green and it but it has sort of a subtle yellowness to it it is it is quite stunning and it is an actual Lamborghini color uh, I mean it was in the you know it was in the color palette that you could have chosen at the time it did, I think it started life as red but they I mean this thing was literally stripped down to the bare metal uh, there you know so there's not a, a hint of the original color anywhere on it and then it retrimmed they retrimmed the interior in blue and I mean bright bright blue leather uh, and it has lilac carpeting so let's see. Uh, uh, they they, re they rebuilt the 3.9 liter quad cam V12 uh, and updated a, a split sump lubrication system was added during the restoration and it provides separate oil feeds for the engine and five-speed annual transaxle. Transaxle. The latter has been rebuilt as well and is equipped with a ZF limited slip differential. The car has been shown several times since the work was completed and won awards at the 2016 Concorso Italiano, the 2019 Vancouver Concourse d'Elegance. Uh, it also earned invitations uh, to the Muria's 50th anniversary at the Quail. Uh, that's a that's the high-end show at uh, uh, Pebble Beach. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and to the 2018 Pebble, Pebble Beach Concord d'Elegance. So it actually was entered in it. So it, it made appearances in both of those events at, at Pebble Beach. Uh, this Muria is P400 is now offered on dealer consignment in Victoria, British Columbia, with the driver's handbooks, photos, restoration. Um, you know, it's unbelievably stunning. I just I've just never seen anything like this uh, before. I've seen the Muria. Muria has been my favorite Lamborghini forever. I still think it's one of the most beautiful cars ever made. It's penned by Bertone, uh, and it is just seductive. It doesn't deserve to be up there in all that sea air in the Northwest. No, it needs to come down to California. It needs to come down to Southern California. Uh, let's see if I can see any more things. It says gray carpeting, but it looks like it's lilac. Uh, during the restoration, uh, it was actually blue, blue, blue leather, which of again was a, a it actually that actually that thing was actually a, a, a Lamborghini color. Huh. You could have chosen this color at the time. <laughs> you know, they had some interesting colors in this in the '60s and '70s. Yes. Um, let's see. And the gray herringbone cocoa mats. We we talked about this before. Cocoa mats. It's very period. <laughs> uh, have been added by the current owner. Uh, the trunk allows for 5.1 cubic feet of storage behind the engine. 
which which isn't much. It has this gorgeous wood steering wheel. All the I mean, everything's been redone. I mean, there you know there you, you could eat off the engine covers, you know, the the cam covers. Uh, it, you know, it's a beautiful V12. It's just amazing. Now, part of why you go to bring a trailer is to see these kinds of pictures and to, you know, it has a walkthrough and a driving video of the thing, but it also has, right now, there's 238 comments, which is really high for this kind of a car. I mean, for any car, that's really high. Uh, And some of them are, you know, are flagged as being the ones to read. You know, stunning car. Remember, mirrors typically being painted in outrageous colors. Good for them. If you want bland, buy bland. This ain't bland. I recall reading at the time and later on that the designer of the chassis and the Gandini and and Gandini, which was, I guess, the the guy who penned it, who also worked on this car, were inspired by the Ford GT40 when they drew this car. And while the GT40 is beautiful and one of my favorite cars of all times, the Muria is the only car I have ever seen that is as sexy as a Series 1 E-type Jaguar. Maybe one of those, uh, you know, you know, Ferrari uh, FF Talbots uh, gets close too, uh, but it if there's a sexier car on the, uh, you know, than the Muria or the Jaguar, I have yet to see it. This certainly has cheered up a lot of folks this morning, including me. Not to mention that the listing is quite uh, a feather in the cap of Bring a Trailer, and this means it puts them on the map that they weren't already on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're listening to Todd Bianco with John McBullen. This is all revved up on iHub Radio, and we'll be right back. Weather, truth, and fun. We're iHub Radio, homegrown in the Coachella Valley. For the love of cars, this is All Revved Up. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hey, Todd. John, before the break, we were talking about this 1968 Lamborghini Muria, which is uh, on Bring a Trailer right now in a premium listing. And I talked about some of the uh, the comments are the ones to read because these people know everything about everything, and they'll they'll tell you the, the you know the, the the most interesting minutia really. But some <laughs> of the, some of them are just this one says bring a trailer is now officially it capitalized. All other houses take note. BAT is where you want your car to be sold. I will tolerate no other claim. If if there is one okay. good if there's one good thing about COVID-19, it has made online bidding the way to go and BAT is leading the way. And then it says, uh, you know, like, "Oh my god, but it says the greatest fighting bull of all, the Muria." Lots of exclamation points. We are not worthy. I have seen Murias in my early life. Worldwide cars in Spring Valley had Ferrari and Lamborghini on the floor, plus whatever the exotics that had to be traded in. They were also the local BMW dealer. They knew me quite well. They had a 72 Muria used on the floor one day in 1978. It was black with gold accents with white interior. If you think this, this combo is offensive, you have seen nothing. But I didn't care. I didn't care. It was one. Of, it was one of. It was only the third I'd seen sitting still. All other sightings were high-speed passes going the other way. The salesman showed me around it. I got in. I got to sit in it. You did. You, you know. You did need to be an orangutan to. to you, you. 
You need to be in a wagon tank to drive one. Arms straight out, knees cocked up to the steering wheel. Um, I had just enough headroom, but I didn't care. That Muria had Sebring-type mirrors mounted on the top of the fenders, just like a, nine, a, nine, a Porsche 917 or 512 or Ferrari 512. Uh, there were uh, there there was a rear view mirror mounted on top of the windshield. Uh, maybe you needed to lower let the let you have a low a lovely view of the air boxes. Uh, of the of the air let you have a lovely view of the air boxes maybe uh, the air boxes i guess that's where the, the scoops in um m- maybe maybe something on the road behind you maybe <laughs> so you really didn't see much. Uh, uh, let's see. He opened. He opened up the camshell, uh, and there was art. I remember being surprised. It had a full size spare up front, but only the you know, but only for the front tires. For its day, the rears were quite big. I don't remember how big though. The trunk was actually adequate for real luggage. I just kept staring at this thing probably drooled too. A little over a week later, the salesman called and told me to come by. He was taking the Miria out for exercise and offered me a ride. I don't think it took me more than five minutes to get there from, to get there from Nyack. So in other words, he basically flew to get to the, yeah. you know, to get to the dealer. Uh, what a ride. The sound is incredible. It's, it is a race between Weber's, the Weber's, which are the, uh, the, 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 uh, carburetors sucking you know, the air and the, and the exhaust scream. And as, as I mentioned, right behind your head, cause there's a big V12 right behind your head. Uh, the Lamborghini did everything it was designed to do. It does not get down. It does not get downright. It does get downright hot in the cabin as again you're right you know like inches from this big engine uh, and the giant windshield letting all the sunlight in didn't help but i didn't care as you can tell i have never forgotten it <laughs> if i ever win the powerball one of these will be in the garage this one is per- is a perfect example of muria thank you at silver Arrow car for bringing it uh, italian art it is going to be a great 11 days of watching the you know the the, the, yeah. the people talking about it and stuff and and for those of you that don't like the color combo guess what i do not care <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a great comment from yeah. you know from and obviously he's not a kid i mean you know right if he's remember going and driving this car you know in the 70s and he's you know he's my age at least so uh, yeah <laughs> fascinating yes okay now we're going to take a step down unfortunately but <laughs> but uh, I know, but it's kind of hard to, to beat that Lamborghini. But uh, this one is a 1992 Mercedes-Benz 300D. And this is the uh, indestructible 124 that they built for like 12 years. I have a 95 E300, which is this ex- exactly the same car, but with a diesel engine. Uh, this And uh, this one is... Uh, this 1992 Mercedes 300E indicates 68,000 miles and was kept in San Fran- the San Francisco Bay Area until 2019 when it was relocated to Southern California. The car is finished in red over beige leather and powered by a 3-liter inline-six mated to a 4-speed automatic transmission. Equipment includes sunroof, power-adjustable front seats, cruise control, automatic climate control, and a Pioneer CD player. Uh, this 124 was recently acquired by the selling dealer and has now offered uh, no results. Reserve. Uh, it's already bid up to $8,500. It'll go probably into the twelve dollars or $15,000 range. It is a beautiful car. I mean, I, I don't usually pick red either, John, but the, the, the combination on this car, the interior and the exterior, and the fact that it's, you know, they, they have it up on the hoist and there's like no rust. It looks 
flawless. Yeah. And this car, this car, so this car has lived in its, its entire life, a pampered life in California. Uh, and since I have one, I wanted to follow it. <laughs> <laughs> or one like it. Mine's worthless, so I mean I don't have to worry about that. But uh, because mine has a salvage title, okay. Someone someone hit me on the ten, and it was just a just a little bit. It didn't bend the you know any you know the didn't frame the frame or anything like that. But but because the cost to repair the damn thing was like I don't know eight thousand dollars, they said the car's only worth ten, so they totaled it. You know, in other uh-huh. words, the insurance was just going to pay. You know, the insurance was just going to pay. You know, take the car and pay me you know write me a check right. and, and i took the check instead and, and then and what they did is they they uh i took the check for the repairs and they took they took the car and put a salvage title on it mm. so i'm just going to keep the car i mean it, there's nothing wrong with it it was repaired completely there was just a little di- you know thing in the bumper but oh god so uh, my choice was to let it go be crushed or keep it and fix it so i kept it and fixed it mm. so uh, my little car oh. Now, oh, I know there was another one. Didn't you choose? Didn't you choose? Where did I? Where did that go? There was one you chose. There, there we go. This is the one that you chose. I forgot. I missed it. It was a 1992 Toyota MR2 Turbo. Yeah. This thing was yellow, and it's a JDM. Now you picked a JDM car, J- Japanese domestic market. Yeah, it was. Um, I didn't realize that at first, and then I was like, wait a minute, where the hell did this thing come from? Because the wheel. Is on the other side. Is on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that it's means on the right side. Yeah, that means it was from Japan. Yeah, yeah. Or or from the UK. Or, yeah, but but these are yeah. almost always from. When you see them on on auction, they're almost always from Japan. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I th- I don't know whether the UK car would have miles or kilometers. kilometers probably. But they they go miles per hour. They don't do you know the the speedometer does. Yeah, I, it's a very strange combination. So it, it, this one is yellow, John. It's very yellow. It's like it's uh, French's mustard yellow. Yeah, it's screaming yeah. yellow. Okay, but so, it also I was surprised at the price on it. Uh, so far, it's pretty cheap. Yeah, it's yeah. only a few grand. Yeah. For, so let, let me just read what it is. It says this 1992 Toyota MR2 Turbo is a Japanese market example that was acquired by the seller in kansas in 2019 the car now shows 130 kilometers which is approximately 64,000 miles and is powered by a mid-mounted turbocharged two liter uh, 3s gte inline four paired with a five-speed manual gearbox features include a momo steering wheel and stick uh, and, and shift knob and the seller notes that the the addition of recaro seats and aftermarket body kit uh, stainless steel exhaust, LED lights, uh, very ja- very Japanese to do yeah. those kinds of things, uh, and 16-inch alloy wheels. Again, I don't think those are standard Toyota alloys. Uh, this right-hand drive SW20, which is, I guess, the inter- internal model designation, uh, is now offered at no reserve with a clean no reserve with a clean Kansas title. I know that's why I was looking at that, yeah. and then I was looking at the price on that, and it's only got a few days left. Yeah, I think. three days left, and it's thirty-two hundred dollars right now. So yeah. So that's and no reserve. I just don't know if I could drive it. You know, but I think that this is a I'm little. I'm not sure if I could get used to driving a manual transmission well, with the stick on the left. That's a different. You know, obviously people adapt to it. I mean, you know, who have these, yeah. the, the Brits do. But I wouldn't want to have an accident. No, I would not either. I mean, because is I, the is the clutch to the left or to the right in the, that? The, the 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 pedals are identical. Okay. To us, I mean, so but but the but you know the the radio the, the all the things are to your left, not yeah. to your right. 
which it feels very odd. If you're if you're left-handed, that might work out very well. But most of us are right-handed, and uh, it it feels odd. I've driven I've driven an automatic in Australia, and I got I kind of got used to it. Uh, but I was still having weird, you know, because you know, there a, a left turn is like a right turn here, and it's you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, a, a little weird. But I got I got used to it. I mean, it was just a Toyota rental, but I mean, you know, uh, you do kind of get used to it. Uh, this this does look to be in very nice condition. Um, you know, very. Now I was nice. trying to figure out what the heck is wrong with it. Uh, nothing for that price, but maybe it's just that people don't want are exactly what we're talking about. Well, now, they don't want to be driving on right. The- but now here's an, here's one that I chose. Just coincidentally, I chose a 1991 Toyota MR2 Turbo five speed with 37,000 miles. I on saw it. that. Yeah, it's a beautiful car. Too. Yeah, and it says this Toyota MR2 is finished in aquamarine pearl over black cloth interior and is powered by a mid mid mounted turbocharged two liter uh, inline four cylinder engine paired with the five-speed manual transaxle transaxle features include removable teat bar roof uh, pop-up headlights a rear spoiler 14-inch wheels I think that's probably stock 14 inch the other one I think had 16-inch wheels yeah. on it yeah uh, a, a four-wheel disc brakes with ABS uh, and more the car was acquired by the seller from its second owner on bringer trailer in 2018 and approximately 2,000 miles of the 37,000 miles indicated so the guy had it for four Four years, so not for three years, two years, I guess, uh, 2018, 2020, and put 2,000 miles on it, which isn't that much. So uh, they've, they've done a service during the ownership has included a paint correction, which is basically just a good wax, uh, oil change, uh, replacement of spark plugs, distributor cap, rotors, blah, blah, blah. And it's offered in Pennsylvania, clear title. Um, this one is already at thirteen thousand dollars, which is you know a lot more than the other one, and it's got four days left. And I think people are wanting it because, you know, the 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 JDM market one is nice, but this one is all U.S. and is much easier for us to drive, and has less miles and hasn't been modified. And what I thought was interesting about this is it showed that the price of it, that this was $24,000 in 1991, which was a lot of money back then. And the, the, big, uh, the big options were anti-lock brakes were $1,130. The air conditioning, which was not standard, it, they're all standard today, it was 825 Cruise control was extra, uh, and that included variable intermittent wipers was 245 The premium uh, stereo cassette uh, with seven speakers was 1040 uh, and the power package with power windows and power door locks was 425 and the electro-hydraulic power steering, which I guess wasn't standard, was $600. So this was a pretty well... You know, this had most of the options you could get on this thing, except for an automatic transmission. And it was, you know, so very well stocked. I mean, very, you know, very well outfitted, this car. Um, pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, we've got more to talk about from Bringer Taylor when we get back. But this is Todd Bianco and John McMullen. You're listening to All Revved Up on iHub Radio.
Live from the desert cities of Southern California, your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now, here's Todd Bianco. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. I think you had one more BAT pick. Didn't you pick a 1968 Shelby Mustang GT500 convertible? I did. You did, yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking. This is a beautiful, beautiful car. Um, and... Let's see. Let's 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 get the lowdown on it. The, this Shelby Mustang is one of 402 GT500 convertibles uh, built for the 1968 model year. So that they didn't make a lot of them. I mean, they were making a million Mustangs a year. So this is a very small number. Um, and it was first sold by Kerry Paul Ford of Decatur, Georgia. Uh, the car spent time in Ohio and uh, Washington State before undergoing refurbishment and being acquired by the selling dealer in 2019. Power comes from a replacement 428 cubic inch V8 paired with a three-speed automatic transmission. And the car is finished in lime gold over black vinyl. Uh, factory equipment includes power steering, uh, disc brakes, extra cooling package, AM radio, and more. Uh, let's see, new spark plugs were fitted, and the with, and the carburetor serviced under current ownership. The GT500 convertible uh, won three Concourse Gold Awards as Classic Shelby and Mustang at Classic Shelby and Mustang events, uh, following the refurbishment, and is offered with manufacturer's literature, previous registration documents, a copy of its entry in the Shelby registry. Uh, Mustang Club of America, uh, judging sheets in the Elite Marty Report. Now, the Marty Report tells you exactly when the car was manufactured, exactly what the equipment was on it, while all the numbers on the on the on the on the door data plate say, you know, that there's that plate on the side of the door that gives all a bunch of numbers and, and letters that no one knows what they mean. And so what this says is that it was built uh, it was 1968. It was built in Michigan. I know in. in Munch and Matuchin, uh, Matuchin, and it was built. Let's see what date does it say? Uh, I don't see the date here, but it gives me that it was. It has a shoulder harness, which was optional. Black uh, power top with glass backlight, so the glass was optional. Uh, extra cooling package, visibility group, wheel lip moldings, power disc brakes, power steering, AM radio, interior decor group, tachometer, and trip odometer. Uh, let's see. And it was built. Oh, there it is. Order. It was ordered. So it was. the order was on uh, 8667, and it was uh, built... On it was assembly on eleven twenty four sixty seven, and it was sold on three twenty eight sixty eight. So it took a long time for it to get to a new owner. So that was probably ordered by a dealer, uh, and then put on their showroom floor and you know waited for the right person to come and pay the money for it. Now this has one problem with this car, John. It doesn't have air conditioning. Oh. And for us in Southern California, especially the desert. If it doesn't have air conditioning, well, you know, it's tough. Yeah. yeah it's not. I, even when I had a convertible, I used to, t- you know, have the top up with the air conditioning on during the day, and I would put the top down with the air conditioning on at night. <laughs> so, you know, but uh, I, I never had the top down during the day in the desert. 
No, I wouldn't imagine. You know, it's just, you know, it's too much, too much sun for, you know, burn your head off. Uh, but it, it is a gorgeous car. It is, surprisingly, it's only at $45,000 right now. And it has two days left in the auction. Uh, but it is a beauty. It is, the, the color is classic uh, 60s, you know, lime gold. Uh, I, I love the roll bar that it has on it. That was part of the Shelby package, uh, you know. It's it's really very very nice. So we'll see how it has and it has Thunderbird taillights with sequential turn signals. What hmm. more could you want? You know, tick 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 tick. It's very 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 Ford in, in those days. Cool. So that is cool. I always like sequentials. Audi does it now with their cars too. Uh, then the last car it was the one another one that I picked, and this is a 1969 Mercedes 300 SEL 6.3. Now. The three, they, they made lots of 300 SELs. That was just their big sedan for 19, you know, for the 60s. They all sort of looked like, you know, a very proper big four-door Mercedes. Uh, but this was special because it had the gigantic 6.3 liter engine. Now, this is the, before there was an AMG, you know, before AMG was the big tuning in, you know, for all the, you know, performance Mercedes. This was like one of the first performance Mercedes outside of the 300 uh, SL Gullwing that was done in the, in the, in the 50s. Uh, and in the early 60s, they did those. But this is a, a, the big, you know, four-door behemoth. Now, <clears throat> this thing is a, uh, let's see what it says, uh, 1969 Mercedes 300 SEL 6.3 is a U.S. market model that was registered in British Columbia, Canada uh, in the 1990s and now resides in Washington State. It is finished in sand beige over dark tan leather interior and power comes from a 6.3 liter V8 paired with a four-speed automatic transmission. Equipment includes self-leveling suspension, air conditioning, an automatic antenna, and a Becker Grand Prix four-band radio. The car has been in storage for the for 20 years preceding the selling dealer's acquisition in 2020 and a subsequent $27,000 in reported servicing, uh, including uh, new brake master cylinder, uh, fuel tank and fuel pump repairs, uh, new uh, front uh, subframe bushings, air suspension repairs, new tires, and more. Uh, this SEL is now offered at no reserve by the selling dealer with an owner's manual and a 1968 dealer directory uh, booklet, uh, service records, and a clean Washington title. So this is in Blaine, Washington. You know where that is? I do. It's just right on the border with Vancouver. Blaine is where you go through the border crossing. Uh, so they basically pushed the car over the border. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that that's how these things work. So this is only, but right now, it, they have five days left in the auction, and the bidding is only at 13630 I expect this to go up because if somebody just put $20,000, $27,000 into it, the new owner probably wouldn't have to put much more than that into it. I mean, if, it, if it's only got 85,000 miles as shown and it was in storage for 20 years of its life, that's probably a correct number. You know, they don't even say total mileage unknown. They just say that it's 63, you know, 85,000 miles shown. And if it's only gone for 85,000 miles, this should be a, a pretty good car to have. Uh, you know, it should last a lot longer than that. Uh, let's see. What else does it say? Uh, there is uh, bodies in uh, sand beige. And they give the color number. Uh, chrome, chrome bumpers with rubber impact strips. Uh, stainless steel uh, window and side moldings. And an automatic antenna includes records. 
Let's see, there is a crack in the paint as noted under the rear emblem. Uh, bubble above the back of the passenger side rocker molding is pictured in the gallery. Um, they go through the service records. Uh, they go through, but the, the, the Mercedes, but the, the interior is in beautiful shape. And it has, you know, it has um, air conditioning and everything else. So uh, this is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. I appreciate you being with me. And absolutely. Next, and next week, uh, starting next week, we're going to be doing podcasts instead of the live show. So right. uh, just check out the iHubRadio.com homepage for all the details. We'll be having that uh, later in the week. And there will also be a button there that you can click on for all revved up to get to the latest podcasts. Great. We'll do that next. <laughs> 